2: Dairy can. your daily source for in-depth business and investing news. We are Business 1440, KYCR, K-Y-R. Golden Valley, a service of Salem Media Group.
3: With SRN News, I'm Jeremy House in Washington. Authorities in Virginia Beach say a longtime city employee shot 12 people at a municipal building before he was shot and killed by police. Four others were wounded in the Friday shooting. Also on SRNews.com, a judge issued an order Friday to keep Missouri's only abortion clinic operating and over the objections of state health officials. Lila Rose of Live Action tells Salem Radio News the battle, however, is not over. I
4: think that the health department is not satisfied, obviously, with the clinic. Um, So the judge's ruling, and my understanding is it's to extend the clinic's ability to remain open, but this is not over, and I think we can still see a, a, a clinic closing here in coming weeks and months.
3: On Wall Street yesterday, the Dow posted a nearly 355-point loss, closing the week at 24,815. The Nasdaq was off 114 points. This is SRN News.
4: What would you do if you knew how to invest like the pros? If you could learn the strategies designed to make the right move, whether the market's going up or down? What would you do if you knew the things Online Trading Academy could teach you? Online Trading Academy is a world leader in financial education. We've helped thousands of people just like you become confident, self-directed investors. Whether you're looking to develop skills designed to generate additional income or to grow your retirement savings, OTA can provide you with valuable knowledge that can help you learn to meet your goals. The best time to take control of your financial future is now. So what are you going to do now that you know? Dial pound 250 on your cell phone. Use the keyword OTA. Again, that's pound 250, keyword OTA, or go to learnwithota.com. Again, learnwithota.com.
5: Good day. Welcome to our show. Today's topic, how to cover up your back. Backyard. Well, I can't use my tooth because it's not big enough, eh? No, but you got a lot of space back there. You know what would fit? What? An Arctic spa or Arctic swim spa. Oh yeah, take off. It would have helped with a cabin fever for sure. Why should we get one now instead of waiting for fall? Well, because there are model close-up pricing deals. You like a good deal. Showroom clearance deals, and the new models are also starting to show up in the showroom. Yeah, but aren't we going to have to pay a premium right now, eh? No! Premier Pool and Spa wants you to have the spa your dreams when you want it. They get you the very best deal any time of the year. They also bring them in by the truckload, so you can take advantage of those big savings. It sounds like they're working hard for me. They want you to have the best hot tub. And it's made in Canada for those Minnesota winters, eh? For the very best price, eh? Yeah, save on all the Arctic spas today. Visit Premier Pool and Chanhassen at premierpools.com. Premier Pool and Spa where we take fun seriously. City, baby, I-
6: Banyan Show. This is fourteen forty. I think we decided that obscure seventies rock, semi-obscure seventies rock music is awesome. Narn fan says so. I am, uh, I am good with this. And by the way, and by the way, Andrew, that brings you more in line with the stuff that uh, that uh, John played, uh, except John, John wanted much more soul. Um, what you need to do is, uh, watch, uh, the Shaft movies a few times and, um, and then you'll get the sound that John likes best. By the way, that's also permitted on the, on the golf, on the golf course. If someone was playing Shaft while they were playing golf, ooh, that'd be good. That would be good. King Banyan Show, Business 1440, we'll stop obsessing about the, about the music and, uh, start. Not obsessing, but trying to figure out. I, I'm confused. I uh, look. Let me. I'm gonna. am I'm gonna state the thesis right from the very top, so that you can understand very well what it is that I'm looking for in terms of trade policy. I'm. I'm coming around to the view. Um, having some of my naivete about China removed through this this discussion. and and through the last 18 months, that perhaps some of what this administration is trying to do with trade vis-a-vis China makes some sense. Not because it's good trade policy per se, but using trade policy as a means by which you try to change, change the supply chain so that your country is not as dependent on a country who is a competing superpower. Who does not have your best interests at heart. Who perhaps does not want to have um, harmonious relations with you, but instead wants to replace you as, as the hegemonic superpower. Okay. I think, I think the case that's being made has been, has been better argued for me in the last year than it has been before. I'm not completely sold, but I will say that you have a point. So the answer in the theory of the case that I have understood to be the White House's position, and I'm going to take Peter Navarro and set him on one side because I just think that guy is an unserious person. Who doesn't know anything about trade theory and and probably should be put out with the morning trash? Were I were I the were I king, not duke, not earl in Washington. Um, but the case that perhaps a, a perhaps a uh, Robert Lightheiser would make, the case that a John Bolton would make, the case that that, many, that I, I think Mike Pompeo would make is that it is in, not in the best interest of the United States from a national security standpoint to have the supply chain of goods in the United States so intertwined with those in China. Okay, I can see your point. I'm willing to accept that as an argument it comes at a cost and for me economics always boils down to at what cost compared to what and how do you know right how much am i willing to pay to have the supply chain pulled apart and, and 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 not even thinking about who it is that's being hurt because i think the trump administration has done a fairly decent job of that and i've always thought that the that the helping the coal workers helping the steel workers in that was simply politics of finding a base with whom they could get to where they wanted to go. That the argument has always been, has been, you know, China bad. Okay. They're bad. They're very bad. And I, and I don't, I don't necessarily think China is bad, but the last year has shown us some stories that makes me think, hmm, maybe there's something going on there. Okay. So, the argument is we need, to, we need to not be as dependent in our supply chain with China. So the question is, then, where would we go? If we're not going to have a supply chain that, that runs through China, where do you want the supply chain to run? This administration has, run its supply, ha, has in the course of its policies, developed exactly two trade deals. The larger one, the USMCA, the smaller one, the deal with South Korea, which is which is which is really a small ball deal. The USMCA deal in terms of the substance of the deal isn't that big. But it was a recommitment to the idea that North America was going to be integrated as a supply chain. So and as part of the argument, as part of the argument for China, you could say, look, we don't want the supply chain to run through China. We want the supply chain for our own national security reasons to make a, to, to make America great again, to make America number one. We want that supply chain to run through Canada and Mexico. We do not want it to run through China. Because China is not interested in helping us. China actually wants to do us harm. And is using trade as a weapon to do us harm. So we have to stop that. We have to reverse this. Okay. All right. Suppose I accept that. How then do you turn around and put a tariff on Mexico? Because Mexico isn't stopping people from crossing the border in the United States to the extent you want. What is Mexico supposed to do with these people? I uh, don't know, right? I'm not going to make an argument today about immigration policy because I typically have decided that that topic is out of bounds for for the King Bangian show. So, so I'm not making any argument on the basis of whether or not it, you know there's there's clearly a refugee crisis. Okay, you'd have to be you'd have to be a blind person not to see it. There's clearly been an increase in the number of people coming over the border. You'd have to be a blind person not to see it. I get that. But using tariffs as a way of addressing it basically stomps on the entire theory of a case that I, who was not willing to accept that story a year and a half ago, was willing to say, okay, I see what your argument is, and you've made some valid points. I was willing to come around to to part of that story, and now you've basically stomped on your line by creating a creating this issue with with Mexico. Now I'm going to play you a couple. I'm going to play you a few clips to tell you to sort of describe where where this is coming from. I, let's go back. We've played Neil Kashkari in, in his little. Sort of back and forth with uh, with Clarita in the last hour of King bangs show. If you missed it, the podcast will be available later. You Just go to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. dot com. You'll find them. Okay, you can go back and listen to it later. I know, and now people that will come back and listen to us uh, live on Sundays. That's fantastic. Listen to the radio podcast. The radio show repeats on Sunday mornings, nine to eleven. So if you missed us and you don't like podcasts, hey, you got an option. You can. You can turn us on at nine o'clock on Sunday. Be sure you get to church first, but or go to church at eleven. Go to the late service. But uh, you can go. You can uh, listen to us at nine o'clock tomorrow too, on Sundays. We replay. But um, you can hear Neil Kashkari, who's I think fair to say not naturally disposed to agree with President Trump, but he basically makes the same argument that that I'm making here on keeping the fo- keeping a focus on China, which up till Thursday evening I thought we were doing. Uh, let's play cut number five, please, Andrew. Neil Kashkari. Well, I
5: think that Mexico is different than China. I think we are, although we buy a lot from China... Trade is a much smaller part of our economy than it is of China's economy. So a tit-for-tat America versus China should accrue to America's strength uh, relative to China. But we are so integrated with Mexico that I think that if we got into a tariff battle with Mexico, I think that personally that that could be much more costly to the U.S. economy and have a much more direct effect on business confidence, which would then cause them to retrench, and then that could lead to an economic slowdown. So for me, uh, I hope that we don't end up in a tariff battle with Mexico I think Mexico is too important a trading partner and too important an ally for us. Uh, for me, I would focus our negotiation, our tough negotiations, on China.
6: So that that point, which struck me as being struck me as being pretty close to what I think myself, is that um, is is that um, I, uh, the economy is more dependent on Mexico, particularly in automobiles. And if you want to see a drop. In U.S. GDP, think of the integration of the supply chain between Mexico and the United States in the production of automobiles. Much of the trade that goes between the two countries is a single corporation, Ford, Chrysler, uh, GM, sending parts and vehicles back and forth between their borders. If you look at just as I did this story uh, a, a few months ago, uh, where New Flyer, which is a St Cloud business, is highly dependent on the u s m c a because because of the rules for trade between u s and canada canada actually New Flyer actually sends chassis down from from a plant up in uh, up in uh Alberta down into Minnesota to Thief River Falls and to Saint Cloud to build their pieces because they have to be built a certain amount here in the United States to be sold to transit systems in the, in America because of U.S. laws that restrict that. Okay, so they build some of it over the border in Canada then they bring it down here so it's got enough local content so that it can qualify for being uh, put on the road as a bus within the United States in many of those systems. Right? Same sorts of things happening between the U.S. and Mexico in terms of that trade. I agree with that. Um this is uh, Andrew Wilson uh, who is a uh, who is an a, an economist at uh, at uh, Goldman Sachs he was also on uh, on Bloomberg on uh, yesterday on Friday talking about Mexico and its impact, and the impact of this trade war on uh, on the US economy uh, if we if it goes forward let's play cut number 1 please
0: I think there is a question whether this is a strategy by Trump to get the Democrats to approve the current MCA or the new MCA deal. Um, But, you know, I I take the point. I think it is a serious increase in rhetoric, and it is something that Trump is using, and it appears to be gaining broad political support within the U.S. So I think that is the concern. I think markets have, have now become almost expectant that the China-U.S. trade situation is not going to be resolved quickly and not necessarily at the G20. But this escalation of trade concerns, you know, it is worrying for markets. it's why treasuries are continuing to rally. You highlighted earlier where bond yields are, where GGB
6: yields are. We're close to the all-time lows in those markets. You know, this is pretty remarkable. And it is a remarkable market. Interest, interest rates dropped. I mean, we, have, we now have a 10-year bond rate paying 2.2%. And so it's closed. I mean, we've always been significantly higher in interest rates than other places in uh, in Europe, for example. Much larger than the than the Bund, the German government bond, or and and of course the Japanese government bond, which pays next to nothing. Um, we've always been at those levels, but we're seeing people flee to. We're seeing people flee the market because they just don't know what's happening r- right now. And that's what makes this Mexico thing so strange, because. They've stomped on their story. I kind of figured out what they were trying to do, and now I don't know what they're trying to do. This makes me, this makes lots of market participants nervous. We'll be back after this, King Banyan Show, Business 1440.
7: Your first year of Christian school is half price through TwinCitiesTuitions.com. If you see public school as a negative influence on your child's faith, it's time to make a change. To find out more about our half price Christian school tuition program, visit TwinCitiesTuitions.com.
8: This is a special alert for Americans who owe more than $10,000 in back taxes. Get ready for a toll-free hotline number. Call and get free information on how to take advantage of new initiatives that could significantly reduce or even eliminate your tax debt. Call Stop IRS Debt today at 800-893-8907. Learn how you can stop collection calls, IRS letters, bank levies, and wage garnishments, all by using a proven A-plus BBB rated tax system that negotiates with the IRS for you. If you haven't filed returns in years or you're already in a payment plan you can still get tax relief the government is ready to work out a generous program that can resolve your tax debt quickly be warned this situation won't last forever and your tax debt will only get worse if you don't act now do not try to handle it yourself call stop irs debt now for free information 800-893-8907 that's 800-893-8907 800-893-8907
9: Social Security is with you through life's journey. Get to know us at socialsecurity.gov. We are there, day one, with baby names and a gift that lasts a lifetime. We are there as you grow, protecting you and those you love. We are there when you get your first job, helping you to save for the future. We are there when you marry your sweetheart to help secure your new life together. We are there if the unexpected happens to help you see life from a new perspective. We are there when you start your next chapter to make sure you get off to a great start. And we are there when you lose your soulmate to help make sure you will be all right. We are with you through life's journey, Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. Get to know us and see what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov.
4: Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense.
9: If you could build the world's greatest radio station, where would you start? We'd
0: begin by creating a live station that's able to provide breaking news updates. Then we'd install some of today's top political voices behind the mic. Finally, we'd craft a convenient way to listen with a specialized mobile app. No, it's not a work in progress. It's on the air now. AM 1280 The Patriot. Intelligent radio. Online at am1280thepatriot.com. Business 1440 and iHeartRadio, they go together like
5: pennies and pinching. Listen anytime, anywhere at iHeart.com or with a free iHeartRadio mobile app.
6: Welcome back King Daniel show. This is 14:40. I got I to gotta grab a tweet here from somebody. Now yeah, this is on Financial Times. Should we take a little time on Huawei? I suppose. I suppose we should uh, I suppose we should talk about them a little bit. It's long but it's been believed by a lot of folks that basically this whole this whole escalation and the breakdown in uh, in the China trade piece on the Chinese side comes from two facts. One, the Chinese may have miscalculated in interpreting statements by President Trump, you know, in open comments toward the Fed that it should lower interest rates to mean that Trump was concerned that the economy was slowing down and, and he was going to be in a weak position going into the 2020 elections. It's pretty clear to me Trump doesn't believe that. The first quarter GDP data give him give him at least another month or two of um of support. It gives him sort of the main story being pretty good. His popularity ratings, there was a poll out yesterday that put him at 48%, which is the highest he's been since the first months of his presidency. Um, despite what you hear from, from the stuff that I know my, my friends, uh, my friends, uh, Mitch Berg and Brad Carlson will talk about over on the NARN today and tomorrow one to three on AM 1280, the Patriot. I know they'll talk about Mueller. Um, I, I don't have anything to say about that, but th- I think despite that, I think they believe that the economy is doing reasonably well and that things are, that things are going along just fine. I think his bigger concerns have to do with do with um, perhaps uh, perhaps being caught uh, flat footed and maybe even being played by uh, Nancy Pelosi in the meeting about infrastructure last week. I suspect that's what's what's at the at that, but that's just that's just amateur pop psychology opinion making, and I don't particularly put any weight on my own opinion on that, and neither should you. All right, so but any but at any rate, when two sides are trying to negotiate a deal and each side believes the other one is holding the weaker hand, and they don't have good expectations about that by and large, you end up with things like what happened here. I think the other precipitating ev- event is probably the the ramping up of uh, pressure on Huawei. Uh, which started with the arrest of the CFO Ming Chan uh Wangzhou excuse me in uh in uh December up in Canada uh which and, and that issue has only escalated the sensitivity i think it's been interesting i don't know that the us realized how sensitive china was on huawei but but in reading the chinese uh chinese expats who uh, american expats in china and and British expats in China, I've come to the conclusion that Huawei is to China as would be, say, General Motors is in the United States. People feel in China sort of a national pride in the fact that a Chinese company might be the leading uh, technology firm in 5G communications and that the U.S. And that has some real value. You just have to say that. So yesterday... Yesterday, uh, uh, Financial Times uh, scooped a story. Uh, this would have been um, been uh, by uh, writers at uh, yeah, at the FT yesterday, um, or actually, yep, yeah, it was in the newspaper yesterday. It was actually reported late Friday night uh, by uh, Su Lin Wong and a couple others. Uh, Huawei ordered employees to cancel meetings with U.S. contacts, repatriated Americans working at Shenzhen headquarters and abruptly cancel the workshop with american participants so that is escalating and it's pretty clear that there's a significant amount of of pressure happening back on the huawei front which indicates some real some real concerns now i've heard two things where where i've had sort of like yeah that's pretty close what i think my first surprise was that neil kashkari's mouth was was where I heard the heard the Mexico view. I'm like, yeah, yeah, keep the keep the focus on China. When people say, do, "Do should we settle in for a long war?", there are some people who still believe that there's a deal available at the end of the month when the G20 gets together um, in in the beginning of at, at toward the end of June. One of them is from Pantheon Macroeconomics. Her name's Freya Beamish. She was on Bloomberg yesterday talking about Huawei and saying, despite all this. There might be a deal still out there. Let's play cut number two, please.
8: When you read the Mandarin uh, press, when you read the Beijing, the Hong Kong, the Shanghai press, what is the discussion that we don't see?
7: Well, Huawei's really changed the tone um, on everything, really, from the media uh, side of things to the political rhetoric. We see uh, a clear kind of watershed moment and Huawei being kind of seen by the people of China, if you can make that generalization, as a kind of a national champion that needs to be upheld. So this is a really kind of a sticky, sticky issue here. The reason why at this stage we're not writing off a trade deal and we're actually holding that still as our base case by the skin of the teeth going into um, the G20 meeting in, in Osaka, between Xi and Trump at the end of of, of next month. The reason why we're still holding on to that is because there is still the possibility that this recent escalation in in tensions has been a horrible mistake with the Chinese overplaying their hands, quite understandably um, misinterpreting Mr. Trump's entreaties to to Mr. Powell as an indication um, that he thinks the U.S. economy is weak. Uh, Clearly, as things have turned out, Mr. Trump doesn't think that's the case um, and thinks his position is, is strong and has pushed back right. uh, against the, the so-called Chinese backtracking. So there is still the 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 um the, the possibility for the Chinese to kind of do a U-turn there. Hurdles in digital trade, of course, right. but at the moment we still think there is, um, by the skin of the teeth, a, a deal in the pipeline.
6: If there is a deal in the pipeline, if there is a deal in the pipeline, um, they're going to have to pull it out pretty soon. It's it 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 feels like this G20 meeting might be. The last best chance to get a deal before everything starts getting wrapped up in in the politics of the 2020 election here. If my my base case is if there's not a deal by at G20, the probability that there's a deal drops to something like 15 20 percent. I think it's still a 50 50 proposition that we could get a deal, which is why I. I it, which is which is to go back to the Mexico story, why he might be willing to open up the second second front of the battle, right? It is not the way in which an economist thinks about these things to assume that the actors in the marketplace are stupid. And that includes the president. I don't think the man is stupid. I think the man has a plan in his head. I think his plans change frequently. And so it's possible that he simply decided to turn on turn on the Mexico piece because he just he saw something that that caused him momentary concern. He does seem to pay a lot of attention to the person he talks to last. And so one could imagine that one of his um, one of his real uh, hawks on immigration was by him right at that moment, um, say, Stephen Miller, and that uh, they they decided hastily to do this and. Now they haven't had the ability to get everybody back there. So there's stories out there. And I know someone questioned me about whether or not there's a, someone questioned, Don pushed back on the story that Robert Lighthizer was telling him not to do this and doesn't want to have to do Mexico and China at the same time. It may be in the back of his head that, that Trump's decided he's going to get a deal at G20. And if he gets a deal at G20, then he can, then he can pivot back to Mexico and say, okay, I've dealt with China. Now I'm going to put all my attention on you. The rate's currently at 5%. It's going to go to 10% pretty soon unless we get something done. I, it's certainly possible. And and if you haven't factored that into your calculus uh, in terms of thinking about thinking about the market and the economy, I suggest you do so. That's not an unbelievable position for him to have taken at this point. We'll be back after this. King Bang Show, Business 1440.
2: So, along with everything else you have to do day to day running your business, you're trying to manage your digital marketing and social media. It's a lot of heavy lifting. How can you compete? Well, first, lighten the load. Get in touch with Salem Surround. We take the mysteries of digital marketing off your shoulders and deliver customers so you can run your business. To compete in today's business world, you must utilize every digital marketing tool possible. But who has the time to research, learn, and access all the options? Our team at Salem Surround has the expertise to manage all your digital marketing under one roof. It's easy, and there's no heavy lifting. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and revenue. There really are no limitations on how and where you can reach customers with Salem
0: Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to SurroundMSP.com. SurroundMSP.com, connecting you with new customers.
5: Hi, I'm Jay Farner, CEO of Quicken Loans, America's largest mortgage lender. Spring is prime home buying season. So, if you're thinking about buying a home, right now is the time to lock a low rate, which can save you money every month on your new mortgage. With our exclusive Rate Shield approval, the low rate you lock today is protected for up to 90 days while you shop for your new home. With a Rate Shield approval, if rates go up, your low rate stays locked. But if rates go down, you get that new, even lower rate. Either way, you win. Talk to us today at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com to take advantage. Here's another great reason to work with us. For a record nine years in a row, J.D. Power has ranked Quicken Loans highest in the nation in customer satisfaction for primary mortgage origination. Again, to lock in today's low mortgage interest rate and get the security of our exclusive Rate Shield approval, call us today
9: at 800-QUICKEN or go to rocketmortgage.com. For J.D. Power award information, visit jdpower.com. Rate shield approval only valid on certain 30-year fixed rate loans. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. MLS number 33rd.
4: Students come to Online Trading Academy for many reasons. Some love their jobs but don't make enough money to live the life they dream about. Some aren't happy with their job and hope for something better. And others invest and trade but just need a better path to improve their returns. We even have students who have never invested or traded before. And they might not even know a stock from a rock but dream of having extra income. There are better income opportunities than trading your time for money. It's time to learn those skills. Join us at Online Trading Academy so we can show you the path to your financial freedom. Register today for a free investing class by dialing pound 250 on your cell phone. Use keyword OTA. Again, that's pound 250 on your cell phone. Keyword OTA. Or go to learnwithota.com.
6: Online
9: Trading Academy. Radio!
7: Ah,
6: Welcome back, King Daniel Show. This is 1440. 651-289-4477, the number to call with your questions or comments. Hey, just a quick reminder to you. There are still tickets available for the Dive In with Sebastian Gorka, scheduled for two weeks from tonight at... uh, I think that's two weeks for tonight do i have that date right i believe so 6 30 is uh the meat is uh the check-in for the dinner you can still make it you can still make it there there's some seats left it's at the zoo it's at the zoo so you're gonna get to walk around the zoo see the animals beautiful summer night the th- the thing will run till about 9 15 it'll be it'll be Awesome. Nick Anderson, our 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 GM for uh, our Salem stations here in the Twin Cities, will be leading a Q&A after an address from from Dr. Gorka. It's his first time here in the Twin Cities. Hey, it's a good chance to get to meet the person. It's 200 people, 200 of your best friends. Go to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Click on the link that you'll see there, and there's a banner ad along with that in the rotator. Just go ahead and grab that. Get your tickets now. Don't, don't be late. Don't get locked out of this. There's only 200 people. Manners? Mm. Boy, that would have been a once in a uh, ...one to three on on Sundays. Um, I always think that's so nice of him. He gives up Sunday afternoon Twins baseball. He's such a Twins fan. So he can come in here and visit with you. Uh, nice piece just got posted that sort of uh, got posted a few moments ago that... That reinforces the point I was trying to make. Um, Two thirds of U.S. imports from Mexico are intra-company trade as part of the part of a complex supply chain. This is uh, from uh, Deutsche Bank. Uh, there's a graph from that that uh, Torsten Slock, who's a who's a fabulous, very prolific economist, uh, well seen on uh, Twitter, shows up here on uh, on uh, Twin Cities Business Radio on AM for, uh, Business 1440. Quite regularly on the Bloomberg shows that you listen to weekdays here on uh, on 1440 Um, related party trade is is um, at least 60 and perhaps as much as 67 percent of trade between Mexico and the United States. So putting a 5 percent tariff on there. Honest to goodness, you are you're basically shooting yourself in the foot. All right. So. I'm going to set that, I'm going to set the trade piece aside because I don't, I, I, I could go on about this. I could take the rest of the, I could take uh, the rest of the hour to just talk about that. But you folks would uh, get uh, upset with me. By the way, there's a piece in the LA Times, uh, in this morning's LA Times. I don't know if you've seen this. Apple's going to shut down iTunes. Andrew, have you seen this?
1: I was very surprised by that.
6: But you saw it last night? Yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh apparently it was all over social media. Somehow I missed it, maybe because I was out in the in the very nice warm weather, uh soaking up some sun and having a having a good uh having a good evening until until the clouds came over and then I mean the skies just opened up on us about uh about nine thirty, just about the same time that the that uh uh, normally the bugs would come out but it's been wonderful you know what's happened Is we haven't had any bugs out yet and we're enjoying all those days before uh before the mosquitoes show up they're apparently going to divide it into music tv po- music and tv and podcasts into three separate uh, applications rather than uh rather than having them all merged into one um how about you i don't know about you i mean you strike me as enough of a of a producer, developer kind of guy, Andrew, that my guess is you probably don't rely on iTunes for very much, but uh for those of us that remember the days of Napster, iTunes was a was revolutionary. And um it's just a statement to me that uh technology is changing ever so fast and uh and Apple's figured out that uh it's not gonna stay committed to this product for very long because it's it itself is being superseded by the other by other technologies how much do we use now say youtube or netflix or hulu for video and how much do we rely on other uh, podcast mechanisms other than using the itunes app although i admit that uh, i i still rely exclusively on itunes for all my for all my podcasts i guess that's going to change Six five one two eight nine four four seven seven. Uh, the number to call. Questions and comments. Um, let me talk about because I, I, I've promised a couple times to talk about inverted yield curves, and, and let me talk about this again this week. The inversion of the yield curve uh, actually moved uh, more negative. The three month to ten year spread was at one point seven uh, basis points. The basis point is one hundredth of one percent. Just to be sure you understand. So it was at. So in terms of the of the of the actual stated interest rate, it was at 0.017% at the beginning of this past week. It's now at 0.17. Okay, so that is meaning, so when we talk about an inverted yield curve, it means that the rate on a 10-year treasury bond is lower than the rate on a three-month treasury bill. The two-year treasury is at 1.99%. And the ten-year is at is at about two point two percent. I don't have a screen. I should have put up a screen. I was I was reading over again the uh, the Apple story, so I I forgot to put that up there. Let me explain. Let me take the remaining time today to sort of explain why do we care about this? What does it matter? When we teach you, this would not be in your principles of economics course by and large. We would teach this to you either in an intermediate macroeconomic theory course or in a money and banking course. And it's where I typically do this lecture is early in money and banking because in order to understand money and banking, you sort of have to have a theory of what makes interest rates move. And if you think about assets and you think about what makes asset prices move, okay, I think of there being four elements to them. And this is sort of basic theory. This is not King's theory. This is basic economic theory. All right. What makes asset prices move is first, liquidity. When people jump into U.S. Treasuries during times of trouble, it isn't because of any other reason than... The U.S. Treasury security market is the most liquid market of all markets in the world. You can trade those at lower costs than anything else. And I, I, I could spend some time talking about what I mean by liquidity. I'm going to assume you have an understanding of that. Tax treatment, which is, accounts for the difference between the interest rate for municipal bonds and, and, uh, and taxable securities, municipal bon- other securities, municipal bonds, by and large, are not taxed, okay, we don't tax people who hold those because we want people to hold them so we encourage them by giving them favorable tax treatments there are two other elements okay so I'm going to take those two I'm going to set them on the side and I only want to talk about the other two the other two are are the other two are risk and and typically time to maturity so two bonds that have the same Time to maturity—the time at which the bond's going to be paid off, the principal is going to be paid. Two bonds that are the same time to maturity may pay different rates, and those different rates are a representation of how risky the market sees that. How much do you need to compensate me for the fact that this bond has a higher likelihood that it's not going—that the principal is not going to be paid back on time? All right, so, if one, so if one of those is from the U.S. government and the other one is from, I don't know, uh, Fred's Burger Shack, the bond from Fred's Burger Shack is going to pay a higher interest rate because there's a higher probability that Fred's not going to pay you back than there is the U.S. government. It's the beauty of the fact that the U.S. government can print its own currency to pay you back. Of course, those dollars will be depreciated because of inflation, but you'll at least get something back and you will get it on time. With Freds, there's a possibility you'll get zero ever. However large or small that is. That brings us to the last item, which is which is time to maturity itself. Typically, longer bonds pay more, or pay higher interest rate than shorter bonds. What accounts for that? Well, partly you want to have the ability to reinvest at some at some time in the future. If I buy a bond that's paying me That's paying me a certain interest rate and matures in two years. I know in two years I'm going to get the principal back. And I'm going to be able to reinvest it in whatever I want at that time. Suppose instead of buying a two-year bond, I want to buy a 10-year bond. But I say to myself, but the market's liquid. I can go back and buy a two-year bond. I can go back and sell my 10-year bond two years from now. It'll now be an eight-year bond. I can sell it and buy something else. So why would there be any difference? The answer is, interest rates might be lower in the future, or excuse me, higher in the future, meaning that my bond that I buy today will have a lower price than it has now. Interest, okay? Interest, uh, bond yields or interest rates and the price of those bonds are inversely related. Basic fact, okay? And that's just math. So, I only so the normal course of events is because of the reinvestment risk, typically the yield on a longer term maturity is higher than the yield on a shorter term maturity. OK, so when it inverts, there's something else happening that causes that. That's the other side of the equation, which is it, in, it infers that interest rates in the future are going to be are going to be lower than they are right now. And, and that means that the inflation rate is likely to be lower, and that means that it's more likely that there's a recession, and that gets to that real interest rate. The real interest rate, when the, infl- when the yield curve inverts, it means that the real interest rate can mean that the real interest rate is expected to be lower, and that means that there is an expectation of a recession coming in the future. That is the theory behind why an inverted yield curve means that. But you need to know more than that. Stay tuned, and I'll explain the rest to you. You will be able to answer this question like few others can if you keep listening to The King Bang Show here on Business 1440.
1: code three, three, six, six. Enjoy.
5: American pressure. Spray
2: it. Don't say it.
6: My day is filled with people to thank. One that comes to mind right now is farmers. They work hard to produce food for my family and all families. So I owe them a hearty. Thank you for that. What I also want to do is personally thank all the farmers and other customers that currently use us for pressure washers, nozzles, and the rest. If you're in the agriculture
3: industry, give us a call today and see what we can do for you at American Pressure. Please contact us at wnav-video.com.
8: Does your home have a room upstairs that won't cool or a room in the back of the house that just won't heat? How about rooms that are abnormally dusty? These could all be symptoms of duct leakage. At Blue Ox Heating and Air, we have a process called AeroSeal that allows us to fix your duct work from the inside and help solve these unwanted issues within your home.
3: Blue Ox Heating and Air
1: legendary service
6: install and repair we'll fix anything with legendary care I like that Andrew Uh, make sure I get the name of that song uh, uh, later I'd have to throw that on I have to throw that on the phone using iTunes which they're going to throw away I'm going to be a grumpy old man someday soon I keep changing technology on me 651-289-4477 the number to call to the King Banyan show here on business 1440 651-289-4477 um we will uh we will be with you next week of course let me remind you next week is job Saturday um you will want to be here for that, because it's always a, it's always a good time, job Saturday here. Uh, but I wanted to finish the thought about I wanted to finish the thought about uh, 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 inverted yield curves. I will say, let me say two more things about this. So I, I will take you back. There's there's a there are two papers in the 1990s that started to highlight using the spread the interest rate spread, which when you hear people talk about about rate spreads, there are two ways those can be defined. They can be a maturity spread or they can be a risk spread. A maturity spread means I'm looking at the same, inst- the same instrument. Typically, those are government bonds. You typically can't do these with private bonds. You, there are a few you could do it with, like with GMA, GMACs. But uh, for the most part, you have to do this with with government bonds And so you're taking government bonds that are issued with different times of maturity. There's significant research that looked at that. And then there's research that looked at the corporate bond market and would take a basket of bonds that were AAA rated and a basket of bonds that, say, were BBB rated that have the same... Uh, actually it's another technical term they have the same duration they don't have the they don't have the exact same yield of maturity duration is a it kind of helps you get to that stage okay they have the same duration so their duration constant risk spreads um, and um, and and i thought they were uh, i and so i thought that would matter too there was a lot of research done and the most famous one was done back in 1991 and 1992. One of them worked at the fed, uh, Mark stock. And I can't remember what Watson's first name is. I want to say John, but I'm not positive with that. Uh, but Mark stock was, was one of them did research on this and, and then was followed up by some work that was done by Frederick Michigan, who wrote a principles, excuse me, be a money and banking textbook that I used for years and years when I was teaching that course here. And, um, And uh, Michigan's the one that actually went to using the yield curve as as a recession predictor. It does not rely wholly on theory because in the explanation I just gave you, there are a multitude of reasons why a yield curve can invert. It does appear, however, that before every recession, you do get an inversion of the yield curve. And it has been true since World War II. The problem is the pro- there, are two, there are two problems. One, yield curves can invert and uninvert, and then you don't get a recession. So you may have made a, you, you may end up being chicken little and calling a recession when it didn't happen. It goes back to my joke at the beginning of the show today from Paul Samuelson that economists have predicted eight of the last five recessions. That might not that that signal might not be m- might not work. Two, as um, as Rick Mishkin pointed out in the article in ninety eight and has been used and I've used that table ever since, the degree to which it to the degree to which it inverts gives you some information on the likelihood of the next recession. So if it inverts by two basis points, that's probably not a real signal. So when people were jumping up and down, it inverted, it inverted, it inverted it. I didn't think it meant much. 17 basis points is in that range where you go, hmm, hmm, that looks, that looks more serious. However, again, remember they frequently revert back to the positive slope within a few days, a few trading days of, of when they invert. So I would say before anyone is pointing at the inverted yield curve as, uh, as as uh, Neil Kashkari did my advice to them would be just hold your horses wait a few weeks see if it continues to be inverted typically the time between the inversion of the yield curve and the start of the recession is anywhere from 12 to 18 months so I do not think you should you should jump you should jump to cutting interest rates immediately upon seeing an inversion But if that inversion lasts two or three months, it is very possible that you end up with a a reserve rate cut sometime later in the year. I don't see the argument for two. I don't hear anybody at the Fed discussing the possibility of more than one cut. But the possibility of there being one cut by December... Is increasing, and I think it is going to be a function of this yield curve spread because so many of the people at the Fed are now talking about it. That I believe, when when they all start talking about it, it must be that they believe it. They believe that it's true that it's going to happen. Uh, and 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 I think this is why they're data dependent. If the if the yield curve flips back to positive sometime in the next week or two then I'm going to say this move this week was probably a a temporary market reaction to all of the nonsense that was happening um, in terms of China and Mexico and Mueller and all of that stuff. Markets react to all kinds of things and they seem uh, particularly more jumpy than they have been historically. But I would be very careful. I would be very, very careful about, about reading too, too much into this. So the yield curve, inver- yield curve inversion typically is precedes a recession not always typically takes 12 to 18 months not next week um, and the deeper the the deeper the inversion the more likely it is so don't don't be talked into well it's still negative if it's 5 to 10 basis points i'm really not paying all that much attention to it when it starts to get toward t- toward 15 to 20 i'm paying attention and i think you should be too um, next week of course is job Saturday. Uh, we're going to, so we're going to look at jobs report. We now will then have at least the employment numbers for two of the three months of the second quarter is, is the inflate is GDP slowing down. Will the second quarter number come in as people currently expect below 2% or will it be up there. That's the kind of information that you're going to get next week. Thank you so much for listening today, Andrew. Thank you so much for your work as well. Uh, uh, down there. Um, Uh, Long live iTunes, I say. Apparently they're going to make the official announcement on Monday. And uh, I'll be back here lamenting even more on next Saturday's edition of the King Banyan Show here on Business 1440. We'll see you then.
3: If it works, they will send it to you automatically. If it doesn't work, tell them not to send any shipments, and it's as simple as that. It is all at relieffactor.com. I've been using it for years now. relieffactor.com.
10: Hi, Hugh Hewitt here for patriotmobile.com. Go and sign up today at patriotmobile.com forward slash Hugh, and I'll tell you, why. You can support your values with veteran-led Patriot Mobile, America's only conservative cell phone company, providing reliable and crystal-clear nationwide coverage. The same coverage you get with AT&T, Verizon, all of them. It's very easy to switch to Patriot Mobile. You keep your same phone number, you bring your own device, or you buy a new one. You enjoy no hidden fees, no roaming fees, no liberal agenda. And Patriot Mobile, more than $2 million have already been used to support your constitutional rights. Imagine what we could do with you on our side when you Switch to Patriot Mobile. With unlimited talk and text plans starting as low as $25 a month, don't wait. Visit patriotmobile.com forward slash Hugh. That's patriotmobile.com forward slash Hugh. Join me. I've got my Patriot Mobile phone right here. Join me and stop the left switch to patriotmobile.com today. We need you now more than ever. Visit patriotmobile.com forward slash Hugh. He served as deputy assistant
2: to President Trump. And today, he's a national radio host. But his beginnings were far more humble as his parents escaped a communist dictatorship. Sebastian Gorka exemplifies the American dream. Be inspired by his story. At our exclusive event, Dive In, Dinner, and Discussion with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Reserve your seats at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. This event is supported by Closet and Storage Concepts of Plymouth.
7: If you could cook up the world's greatest radio station, what ingredients would you need? We'd start by mixing in high-quality, free-range wellness experts. Then we'd add in a generous scoop of the topics that matter most to you. Finally, we'd stir in a certified organic website full of helpful resources and garnish with a specialized mobile app. No, it's not some half-baked idea. It's on the air right now. Wellness Radio 1570, online.